I'm Lena Taylor. Welcome to Next Level Tips. I believe that one of the most valuable skills is the ability to transform obstacles into opportunities. All of us face challenges and setbacks, but how we show up for ourselves in those defining moments is what we talk about in this podcast. Get inspired with these stories and create the opportunities you've always wanted. My guest today is Guy Kawasaki, and oh my, did we have a lot of fun tackling some serious subjects. Listen to our conversation where we get right into the mindset that allows us to take on big, big tasks, even when we don't know what the outcome will be. Having doubts about your success, Guy says, is not the test. The test is whether you can continue on despite the doubts. Guy Kawasaki is the chief evangelist of Canva and the creator of Guy Kawasaki's Remarkable People podcast. Guy helped the notion of brand evangelism enter the mainstream business lingo when he became the first evangelist of Apple, working for Steve Jobs. We talk about that as a defining moment and the lessons he learned from that experience. We also talk about what it's like now to work for the polar opposite, the young, dynamic female CEO of Canva, Melanie Perkins, whose digital company is empowering the world to design. I don't know about you, but I love Canva. The very artwork that you see on this podcast was designed with Canva. Guy and I don't agree on everything, especially when it comes to the notion which Brene Brown has popularized of vulnerability, or at least the role of timing as it relates to vulnerability. But it doesn't prevent us from exploring the work of Viktor Frankl in his book, Men's Search for Meaning. Here's a lesson on mindset as it relates to success. You don't achieve success by pursuing success. You achieve success by having a higher goal. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Next Level Tips, and here's our conversation. What is this factor that continues to push us to take on these bigger tasks? Masochism. <laughs> well, here's a little theory that I have, and I, I would love to hear your thoughts about it. I believe that when we play up, when we step into a challenging situation that maybe we don't know that we have all the skills or the knowledge or whatever it is at the time that we begin. Like going to the Olympics? Like going to the Olympics. Like I, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm watching the Olympics on TV and I want to play in the Olympics. Exactly. So what is this thing, in your opinion, that pushes you to kind of set this big goal and to really play up from what your current ability is? It's probably a growth mindset that you view yourself as potential, that you view yourself as able to learn new skills and to, you know, rise up to challenges. Whereas some people have a mindset that of negativity, of naysaying, of doubt. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, I, I am not just all unicorns and pixie dust. I have lots of doubts about the success of my podcast. But, uh, you know, I think anybody who has half a brain has lots of doubts. So that's not the test. The test is not whether you doubt or not. The test is whether you can continue on despite the doubts. 
And that's where you separate the people who succeed from those who don't. Uh, another tip I have, which I just came across, there's a book by Viktor Frankl uh, called Man's Search for Meaning. I, I don't have the title exactly, but something like that. And this is about the people who were uh, prisoners in the Holocaust. And in the last week or so, three different guests on my episode mentioned that book. So I've started to read it. And it is all about mindset, how you view the world, um, whether you are, you know, crushed in a Holocaust camp or not. Now, don't get me wrong. That's an extreme. Okay, so being in the Holocaust camp is not exactly like starting a podcast or deciding to go to the Olympics. But uh, it's a very, very interesting book. When three people mention the same book in a week, it's time to read that book. It's time to read the book. Yes. And I do, I, I, I do recognize what you're saying in terms of the different situation or the circumstance. One of the uniting factors in all of these circumstances that I think we're talking about is that notion that Brene Brown has popularized if mm-hmm. vulnerability, when she explained the meaning of vulnerability as showing up without any guarantee of what the outcome would be. You know, it's this moment when you're sitting on the edge, when you set a goal, you're looking at the gap between where you are and where you want to be. It's a very vulnerable moment. Do you agree with that? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, you know, uh, not for me. It's, It's not like... Partially, it's because of where I am. Yeah, I'm much older than you. So, yeah, am I worried? Am I vulnerable that my podcast will fail? Not really. Um, if if it fails, it fails. I move on. I don't. And it's because I'm 66. Now, if I were 26 and I was starting in my career and I'm really afraid of whether I'd succeed, yeah, I would be more vulnerable. But at this point, at 66, if the podcast fails, I don't know how you define failure, first of all, but let's say it fails. I'm not going to be laying awake at night. I just go surf more. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. So you don't need the validation from how the podcast does in order to have a sense of who you are, because you already yeah. know that you're not doing it's... it to validate yourself. No, you're, no. you're doing it for a bigger purpose. And that's kind of what there was an episode of you know, I was 16 years old in Bulgaria, had kind of made it to the top level of my club team. And when we got a new coach and she decided I wasn't a part of her vision, so she cut me from the team. In that moment, it's like the whole world crumbles, you know, for me in that moment. The whole world won't crumble for you, whether or not your podcast succeeds. (laughs) However, I don't think it will. (laughs) (laughs) however you know there is still something inside of you that yearns to be fulfilled in discovering that process um, in speaking to these guests Um, so that's I think surrendering to your purpose in doing something that is outside of the comfort zone so what is the thing that pushes you uh, the thing that pushes me is that well there's there's two levels very different level I'll explain the lower level first. At the lower level, prior to the pandemic, I was making 75 trips a year, okay? So 75 times a year, I'd fly out. And I was just sick of that. Now, at a higher level, um, having done a few podcasts, 
I really thought, man, I was just born to do podcasting because I love the preparation. I love trying to figure out what to ask the person. I love trying to get the remarkableness out of the person and communicate it to others so they can be more remarkable. I almost feel like I have a moral obligation to be a podcaster so I can interview these people so that I can help have other people who listen to them become more remarkable. And you know, that is a way of leaving my mark on the world. So I, I view my mantra for my life is to empower people. And that's what I want on my gravestone. So I've empowered people with my writing, my speaking, my investing, my advising. And then I found this new mechanism called podcasting with which I can empower people. So it's, it's a means to an end. And one of the things I learned about Viktor Frankl just this past week, uh, he says that uh, you don't achieve success by pursuing success, where success is number of downloads for me or the amount of revenue I can get from the podcast. You achieve success by a higher goal. And the higher goal in my case is to empower people. And if I empower people with my podcast, success is a natural outcome. So stop worrying about how many downloads and how many uh, ads you can sell and just make a great podcast and the rest falls into place. So that's my new theory. Well, that's a remarkable insight right there. And it was uh, coincidentally one of the things that when my little sister and I were looking to qualify for the Olympics, we started the year ranked 73rd in the world. We had only two months to leap 50 spots in order to be in the top 23 in the world that would go to the Olympics. And one of the things that we found is exactly what you're talking about. Decided what is the biggest distraction that's preventing us to really believe that we can do it and really focus on what we can achieve right now. And it's looking at that ranking. I believe so many times, you know, we're focused on how many downloads, how many people did bought our book, how many people, you know, liked our post. And that's beside the point. And sometimes that is a, in fact, a big distraction that when you commit to eliminate that distraction and you only focus on the one thing that you can control, which in your case is to empower people. What would you say was a defining moment like that in your life? Certainly working for Steve Jobs was a defining moment. Mm. (laughs) I learned so much working for Steve Jobs. I I would say that. uh, What what did you learn from him? mm, So much about innovation. I also learned a lot about what not to do um, because he was a tough guy and he, he was extremely demanding actually scary to work for. Mm. It's not clear to me that that's necessary. Now I work for him, obviously, but I I don't necessarily agree. That's the only way to do it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it, again, it wasn't just all unicorns and pixie dust working for him either for sure. But I, it's not, I, I don't regret that at all. I am where I am to a large degree because of Steve jobs. And uh, I've heard you say before, you, you look at your life, you know, with these two bookends, started yeah. with Apple and, and Steve Jobs evangelizing the brand. And now you're working for Canva yeah. and, and the phenomenal company that they are becoming and continue to develop and expand. And really, because they are empowering people to do what they want to do, right? It yes. helps, it, they help other people accomplish their goals. So I listened to the interview with Melanie 
purchase and what a fireball, what an amazing (laughs) determined human being. And she was really good at identifying that gap, you know, what Mm -hmm. is missing. First of all, she tried to fill it, you know, for herself and then democratizing design for the entire planet. So what, what is it like working for her? Well, so, well, one data point is, I'm working for a woman who's half my age and just thrilled about that. Now, how many men would say that, right? Right there. Right. So, and I'm proud of it because I I think there's a lot of men, they may not say this, but there's a lot of men who would not like to say they work for a woman, much less one half their age. It would, you know, it would affect their, their self image, not mine. So, so she's remarkable. I've never worked for a company where every part of the company strove for excellence. Mm. I've worked for companies where it was engineering driven or it was marketing driven or, you know, there was one kind of key thing that drove the company and the rest was okay, but, you know, not at the front edge of, of excellence. But man, every part of Canva strives to be excellent. I've from the people making the digital photography collection to the people who are responsible for the onboarding process, everybody's trying to optimize. Uh, it's just like Lexus, you know, the relentless pursuit of perfection. And I've heard Melanie say, you know, they're just driven by values. It's a values and mission driven yes. company. Would you say that it starts from the top and it trickles down uh, that pursuit for excellence that you can hear in her voice? Yeah, definitely. She's, She's remarkable. Don't get that's, that's why she was on the podcast. But she's truly remarkable for someone who's so young to have figured out so much. Uh, it's quite impressive. Right. And I, I loved how she also pointed to every rejection she got in when they were trying to raise the funds. <laughs> yeah. It was not a no. It was kind of that growth mindset. Not yet. And what can I do to make this better? She talks about how they would just go out of the meeting and immediately start correcting the deck and improving it and, you know, redefining the offering. And and that is such a powerful message. Yeah. Thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Next Level Tips. You can find more information on linataylor.com. Please subscribe to Next Level Tips and join me each week for a new conversation with leaders in business, science, and elite sports. We talk about the defining moments that shape our lives and the skills to transform challenges into opportunities. I'm your host, Lena Taylor, a two-time Olympian in beach volleyball and leadership coach. Thank you for listening.